Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Elle McNamara, also known as Bambi Does Beauty. Welcome to the Emma Gunn Show. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm really, really well, really excited. It's so nice to see your gorgeous glowing face through the screen. (laughs) Oh, I tried my best. I got out my robe for you today. I got out my dressing gown. (laughs) I'm so impressed. I feel so honoured. So we were just talking before we started recording. I was like, what do I call you? And I'm just going to linger on that for a minute because... The name of my podcast, The Emma Gunn Show, comes from Instagram, essentially, not being, not allowing me to have my full name because it's too long. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. And then my friends coming to know me as Emma Gunn's. Um, so, so I'm, so some people call me Gunn's, some people call me whatever, some people call me some other things. But with you, I was saying that I know I met you as, oh, this is uh, Bambi Does Beauty. Yeah, of course. That's a bit of a strange, it's like I'm a, not really a human. It's like a <laughs> sort of walking enterprise. So um, when I get an email from you and it says, Elle, I'm, I, I, it takes me a beat from, oh, yeah. And some people obviously, um, in fact, actually, Reese, when we went away with Elizabeth Arden, she said, I saw your name on the thing. And it says, Eleanor McNamara. I'm like, who's that? So sometimes it's my actual name, which is Eleanor McNamara, and now that really uh, people. <laughs> well, even with Re, for ages I would I would be like, really Re? <laughs> yeah, me too. That's what I think. Re, she's really Re. Mm-hmm. Everyone with their Instagram handle that that's just that's just how it is. It's so funny. But anyway, <laughs> so you are known for well, beautiful skin, but also you've had issues with skin, like you've overcome. Uh, like I said, with skin issues, and you've also come to really understand the products that can help. So for people who might be new to you on the podcast, would you mind just putting you putting you and Bambi Does Beauty and your brand into context? Okay, so, well, I would say I'm relatively new to the beauty industry. <laughs> um, so all my, all my content, it comes on to Bambi Does Beauty Instagram, so I'm kind of purely an Instagrammer. I started on YouTube and a little little bit of blog writing and then I kind of uh, moved over to Instagram and my whole ethos is um, less is more approach to beauty so I think that kind of encompasses my vibe so it's very kind of um, natural makeup and um, yeah it's all it's all about the skin but obviously you know I still like to wear makeup and do my hair so it's kind of yeah, the whole the whole thing. <laughs> and listeners, she's done her hair for me today. There's a nice <laughs> amount of bounce in there, Elle. <laughs> I, you know what? You should have seen me yesterday because I was just short with my hair. And I've tried the GHD. The and the rise. Yeah. And it, you know what? It's, 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 I should have used some spray. It's dropped a little bit. But, oh, wow, yeah. Game changer. Really? Yeah. Seriously. Like, my hair just always looks a mess like it always you know it's just like it just always looks kind of like a bit straggly and yeah so this kind of gives it like that almost like you've had a blow dry yeah it's very very good yeah I have to get my hands on one of those so actually your approach to beauty the less is more approach made me think it's actually made me really excited about your feel-good habits because I have a feeling that there's going to be a similar quite considered reason behind every habit so do you want to kick us off 
Yeah, um, it's, it's funny you say that because you know what? I was thinking about coming on this podcast, and obviously, like, this is my favorite podcast, by the way. So I'm absolutely Aww. excited to be on it. And I was thinking, feel good habits, you know, like, I struggle with mental health, and I'm kind of alluded to it a little bit on Bambi. Uh, and it was a few days ago, I sat in my bed and I was just like having, you know, one of those days where you're just not motivated and you're not feeling good. And I was thinking, how can I come on a podcast and be like, these are my feel good habits. But the truth is like, you can't feel good all the time. And, um, a lot of the time for me, it's just more about getting through. Um, I do have my up days and I do have my down days and it's always quite turbulent with me. So yeah, in terms of like actual feel-good habits, do you want me to like num like go through some or like specify specific? Well, that's actually really interesting. Let's just unpick what you've just said because I think <laughs> one of the things. I mean, you talked about the post I put up a couple of days ago where I talked about the checklist that I wish I'd had four years ago or five years ago when I got I felt like I got to rock bottom, and so picking myself back up was really difficult. And if there's one thing I've learned. It's that recovery from mental health issues, be it depression, anxiety, it's just not linear. And so sometimes you do have to almost embrace the, the day that yeah. doesn't feel good. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. You have to kind of acknowledge it and, and kind of face it and be like, okay, I'm not having a good day today and allow yourself. I think a lot of the times I kind of battle with it like, no, but I should be doing this and I should be being productive and I haven't got time for this. But actually allow yourself because in my case it's usually the next day is usually a lot better it, it does happen to work as day by day yeah um, yeah so I've struggled with that yeah um I'm sorry to hear that but it does sound like you've got some good things in place and you you alluded to the fact that you've got some concepts more than maybe habits yeah so I mean I do talk a lot on Bambi in particular about self-care and I think because I'm in the skincare realm, I think people think that my self-care habits are going to be a good face mask and a bubble bath and a nice, you know, a nice yoga. Well, I, I like a yoga practice, I'm not going to lie, but I'm not that girl, you know. I'm, Of course, skincare is a form of self-care and I do believe it. But for me, I think it was... I think it was Alistair Park, um, she shared a post that really resonated with me. I think it was on her stories. And it was about real self-care, you know, like actual, like not just the romanticized concept of self-care that we see in magazines or on Instagram. It's more like, you know, booking your doctor's appointment, taking your medication. Um, uh, in terms of also, I think it's funny when people say uh, things like, oh, um, you know, eat the cake, you've only got, eat the slice of cake, you're only, you only live once. Well, in some people's case, yeah, and that's true, of course, like you shouldn't deny yourself, but also self-discipline as well as a form of self-care. So I think it's quite like nuanced. I don't think it's like as binary as everyone determines self-care to be. And for me, it's kind of the mundane things that actually are feel-good habits for me, make me feel good. I agree with you. I think that doing something like making the bed in the morning when you get up. Yeah. So that, um, well, partly because if you are depressed, one of the easiest things to do, or I definitely used to do, is go back to bed. And yeah. if you've made the bed, it feels like, oh, am I going to ruin it? <laughs> yeah. But also, it just means that like, when you get out of the shower or you go back into the bedroom to get dressed, it looks yeah. done. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And it's like, um, it's like a sort of a spiral. It's a knock on effect. So you make your bed, oh, you've done, you know, you've been productive or oh, get in the shower. You know, that is a form that you're being productive. It's self hygiene. Do you know what it reminds me of? It always comes into my head. Um, you know, the scene in Friends when, when Chandler doesn't want to get married. Yes. And Rob's like, just get in the shower, just get in the shower. And then he's like, just put on your clothes, just put on your tux or whatever. And it's like, he's just getting him there in really small steps. And I always think about that scene. It's just like, yeah, I've got like a massive workload to do, but just get in the shower because I'll undoubtedly feel better. You always feel better once you've showered. And then, I mean, this is really basic stuff. I'm really taking it down to the ground here. I, I don't believe it is, actually. And you're reminding me there was a very specific day. And it was a, it was a while before I 
before I actually got diagnosed, but I remember I had a breakfast appointment in central London at a beautiful five-star hotel, thank you very much, like one of the best in the country, known around the world for being a beautiful hotel. And I could not talk myself out of bed. And so I used that strategy. I just thought, just get in the shower. Yeah. And actually, in the end, what happened is I got dressed, but I was by the time I got to my front door... I was a sweating mess and I cancelled last minute because I just, I, I mean, I was obviously far gone. Quite severe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, but um, on days now where I feel patched together and I feel much more mentally and emotionally robust, if there is a day where for some reason I wake up and my mood's off, I can, I can just employ the, just get into the shower and see how you feel. And it, yeah. it's surprising how motivating it is. It's mad, isn't it? It's like, it's just such a simple thing. And I think the sim- the simple things get lost, especially on social media when everyone's got a new trend and there's a new, you know, thing you've got to be doing. And it's like, I think, I feel like, I'm a millennial, but I don't feel like I'm very millennial. Like, I'm not woke. I'm not millennial. <laughs> like, I'm just like, you know, I keep it really simple. And, and that's what works for me. That's what makes me feel good. It's just to feel like I'm getting through the day sometimes. What does woke mean to you, by the way? Oh, God. Um, to be honest, I don't pay far, like that much attention to it. I just, you know what, woke for me has a derogatory connotation. And it probably shouldn't, but it, but it does. I feel like it's almost like I feel like... I, I want to say it without sounding like I'm judging people who are woken to um, to topics that should be woken to, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's been kind of hijacked by people who have a narrative that they think everyone should live by, and it's like, I really don't, it's just not my vibe, like, getting on the same bandwagon, like, you know, everyone has their own life, and everyone has their own way of thinking, and I feel like Sometimes with this woke generation, everyone, sh- they kind of like put in what we should be doing and how we should be feeling and thinking. And I don't think that's fair. It's a good point. And I, to tell you what I've noticed, and I've said it before on this podcast, is this this trend of somebody tweeting saying, I wish people wouldn't do whatever is the thing that they don't like. Yeah, and I feel like that's really pointless. Can you imagine, like, if you, so social media as a social platform, imagine saying that same thing. This is how I always approach social media. Imagine saying the thing that you're saying in a caption or in a tweet in a room full of people who have who've got your attention. And imagine saying, I wish people wouldn't do. Yeah, it's just such a, it's just like, yeah, exactly. That's just a perfect example. It's like, you wish people and obviously everyone has conversations you know everyone has conversations behind closed doors and no one's you know joyful and full of spring constantly everyone chats shit and talks about people that, that's just the way of the world but I feel like imposing how you think people should or shouldn't behave on social media and council culture and things like that it's just it's just not my I just don't it's not for me Mm, yeah I agree with you I agree with you um so are there any other concepts uh like the self-care that have been helpful to you and are are a lot of these relevant to the recent months that we've had of (laughs) lockdown and a very very different to 2020 that we were expecting yeah god yeah um like I was saying earlier like um I was originally supposed to be moving to London and I feel like um, obviously we're all kind of at home more and I think a lack of routine. I, you know, I hate routine. Like it's just, that's why I've never enjoyed working nine to five and I love working for myself. But even me, like the least, like I have literally walked out of jobs at 3 p.m. because I don't want to be there till five. Like I'm just, I get, feel so claustrophobic. Uh, Even me, I'm getting a bit like, I think it's good to have some structure in some like the smallest form. So even, for example, having a Zoom call that, you know, you don't really want to, I don't do too many, to be honest. I only do, the, you know, the ones I really want to go to, but <laughs> that sounds bad. Um, but, you know, the Joe Malone's and things like that. But, um, <laughs> um, but, um, Was that where they made like fat flower arranging or something? Yeah, exactly don't even I can't I can't I was 
I was watching him do it and everyone's asking questions like how do you do this and I just you know I'm so bad at stuff like that but you know having things in the diary that just kind of give you a little bit of structure Mm. um, I think are really helpful but um to be honest I've been so busy like I've been very very lucky and I've been busier work in terms of work more than I've ever been oh wow yeah so I've not struggled with you know boredom or or anything like that it's it's just been work constantly which is obviously brilliant has the way that you've worked though changed um yeah because I used to obviously I live in Staffordshire so it's quite about an hour or so from London so I used to kind of venture into London and have PR meetups or go to events and now it is literally just it's like solitary confinement in the Midlands there is nothing going on up here so yeah it's it's changed in that I don't have that um sort of pep up you know when I can't when I go to London I feel like a new lease of life Mm, it's energizing yeah it is energizing and it is one of those things where you're like I really can't be bothered to get on the train and um, you know it's like my mom's like you're going to Claridge's like you know (laughs) deal it's like first world problems but but I always feel so much more motivated and energized like you said and my creativity starts going when I'm sort of out of my home environment so mm-hmm. being a bit like yeah I felt in a bit of a rut but I haven't really had time to dwell because I've got so many deadlines I've spoken to quite a few people who've said that actually having this time not doing the commute not doing all of the running around having meetings has actually allowed them to work in a different way that they've really enjoyed and they felt much more productive I would definitely say I fall into that category really mm. Are you going into London way, way more often? Probably, no, probably three times a week. Right. I try not to, I try not to just go in at the drop of a hat like, like you. I try to have a day yeah. of meetings or have, you know, a string of things happening so yeah. that there's a purpose. Yeah, I feel like we're just being, we're being allowed that extra bit of time, which can either, you could go either way, kind of get into a bit of a rut, or you can use it to kind of, do maybe a bit more organic stuff as well like rather than just paid work I think it's now's the time we can come up with other ideas and I feel a bit more yeah I've got more time on my hands because I'm not traveling into London and stuff so I've got really no excuse not to Mm. you know be as creative as possible um and that's another thing actually which I've been asking a lot of people is that we had our lives they were ticking along quite nicely then all of this happened and we've all had to adapt but as things ease or not as the current news might be but we are it does feel like we're venturing back to normal and inverted commas are there have you had enough time to think of the things that you don't want to go back to and the things that you want to make sure are in your life that maybe weren't before for whatever reason uh that's a really good question I feel like my life I had I had it before COVID I had it quite I was very good at saying no to things. So, uh, you know, I didn't do a commute. I worked for myself. I only went down to London for things that I thought were really special or important to me. Um, there's nothing that I think, oh, I'm so glad I can, don't have to do that anymore and I won't continue it. No, I mean, I feel like I'm quite good at prioritising. Um, I think maybe I've gotten better at saying no even further <laughs> that sounds really bad but do you know what I mean like you know when you get sort of jobs and you're like oh you know maybe you know I'm not sure you, the not sure jobs uh, are really is just a no because then it just takes away from the time that I want to do organic stuff um so yeah I guess I've got a bit stricter mm. And is there anything else in terms of the feel-good category? Have we, are we done with concepts? Do you have any other yes, things? Yes, I have. Some, um, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a weirdo, so I like to do things <laughs> like, like I like to go through and watch old family. I'm really, like, nostalgic. Mm. And I share a lot on Bambi on, like, pictures of me when I was young and watching old videos from the 90s. I swear a psychologist would have a field day with that because there's something wrong, there's <laughs> something quite wrong there. Um, but yeah, things like that, like reminiscing and, and just, it almost like makes me, it makes you feel like a bit of like a child again when you see yourself and you're like, 
I don't know, it's kind of like you're almost re-energized, like, oh, look where I am now. I didn't know I would end up here, kind of. It's kind of like quite a grounding Mm. thing for me. So is that something that you pull out of the hat when maybe you feel like the days maybe being a little bit feels a little bit harder than you'd like it to yeah. is it like yeah old pictures yeah. old videos the other day I was just like really in a bad bad sort of mood I guess and just a bit sad and unmotivated and I just thought I have on my laptop all my kind of um family videos from the 90s and yeah I just have such fond memories of those times and um it just makes me feel yeah I guess family is very important to me and I'm very close to my parents so um yeah that's a kind of brings me down to that's like kind of my happy place if you mm. see um might not be everyone's cup of tea but <laughs> um, yeah in terms of other things I like to I started like getting ahead of myself as well when in fact I was listening to one of your podcasts and you were talking about um how you almost like to be towards the deadline and that kind of spurs you on a little bit I'm like I, I know what you mean, but I'm, I think for me, I have to be, I'm getting ahead of myself in terms of um, kind of not procrastinating. Procrastination is literally my favorite thing to do. And I think that as much as it makes you feel good in the moment, because it's like your instinct is to avoid, 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 um, actually doing the da- damn thing is actually really makes me feel good in the end. Mm. Kind of like I feel like some people like obviously following your instinct is brilliant and and that's and that's a true statement but for me it's almost like I have to kind of go against what instinctively I want to do mm-hmm. um, whether that be you know eating a bad thing and, and binge eating or staying in bed all day or till four o'clock or you know the things that I actually feel in my body that I'm so desperate to do aren't always the things that are actually going to make me feel good in fact they never are really Mm -hmm. so it's almost like fighting my instinct that's an interesting one and is it okay if I mention on here that we spoke on email and you talked about the post I did about um overeating and how it resonated with you yeah yeah that really honestly that was that was such a good IGTV I completely got it like I've I mean I've been super skinny I'm now at the weight I'm the heaviest I've ever been and I've kind of gone yeah I've been all sides of the spectrum and um I would say I definitely at the moment have disordered eating and eating especially I think for someone who's not an extrovert I think when you're an introvert and you stay at home and you don't drink I don't drink I don't go out eating is is kind of the most obvious comfort Mm. um and it is a ritual and a habit that can lead you to not feel good. And I have to, yeah, I have to fight against that a lot. It's the most, it's the most difficult thing. I remember going on a press trip probably about 20 years ago now. And there was a surfer on the trip who had just come back for some reason. I think it was a suntan brand, uh, suntan lotion brand. And so we had a surfer on the trip. <laughs> and he had just come back from a retreat where they had done like some crazy fast for something like five days and he said the most difficult thing was is that food is how you start the day yes go go halfway through it's how you mark the day and sort of tick it off and so to not have the like those very distinct Mm. gatherings of breakfast lunch and dinner became really was the harder thing than actually the fast itself he said yeah that's really interesting and I feel like without it's like almost binge eating or excessive eating is kind of um I mean I've started I bought the book uh, brain over binge that you recommended I haven't started it yet because I'm not there I'm not ready you know when you're just not mentally ready yeah want to be in the mindset but I had a little look and yeah I mean it resonates with me it's kind of like when you are overeating it's kind of um suppressing the emotion what are you suppressing because there is something going on there. And I can imagine if you're not eating all day, mm. I don't know what to do with myself. I could actually have to work and, <laughs> and like, you know, call a friend. and <laughs> Just things that, you know what I mean? Like, it can be a substitute for a lot of things. 
It just, and it passes time. And I think I know exactly what you mean because the first time I ever heard about the book, Alex Light mentioned it to me and I was livid with her for suggesting I was overeating. Oh, really? I was triggered because obviously, because I knew, because I knew this, because I knew deep down that I was overeating and I was heavier than I wanted to be. Yeah. But it, and it took months for me to get to that place, as you said, where you, where I'm like, where I knew that if I picked it up, I was yeah. going to absorb it. And it's really interesting because a lot of people have bought it and have contacted me since. And it's interesting when people say, oh, how did you how did you get through those first few chapters? They're so repetitive. And I just thought, and I can't obviously say it to them necessarily, but I think I don't believe you're in the right headspace if you're noticing the repetition. Yes, I, I wasn't clocking onto that at all. Everything I read from the first few pages, I was like, that's spot on, that's spot on. And it's like, it's almost like depression and uh, disordered eating. It's kind of a comfort. And when other things aren't are a bit stressful, for example, I've got a lot more work on than I've ever, I'm a bit stressed at the moment with work. And I keep saying to my mum, I'll do it, but I'm not I'm not ready yet. And it's like to be ready to read that book, mm. I don't want to have any I mean, there's not never a perfect time. I'm always gonna have something on, but it is quite it's almost like once you start that, you know it's going to be right. You know, you know everything they're saying is going to be true, and you're going to have to kind of—it's kind of like what you call it—an intervention on yourself. Um, which obviously there's never a right time, but yeah, I'll, I'll need to give it a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really interesting. And just to say, when I did eventually sit down to read it, I read it in one sitting. Really? Mm. And I, I actually had something on in the afternoon. I cancelled it because I, I realised I can't do this piecemeal. I have to have to read it all in one sitting. And then I was with Mandy Saligari, the famous therapist, and she said, so let me get this right. You read a book about binge eating in one session. <laughs> you binged it. <laughs> I know the way you said it as well, like one sitting, that sounded like a meal. I know. Thing. that's the thing when you're when you look to food it's like everything reminds you of it it's, mm. it's uh, yeah I, I'm looking forward to talking to you more as well about about that because I mean I actually kind of did what you did uh, back in 2016 um and that's kind of how Bambi was was born it was born out of um me getting healthy and and changing my eating habits and a byproduct of that was me losing weight and of course, I felt better. Um, but it's hard to sort of say that in this era, because I would never, ever want people to feel that they need to lose weight. Mm. Um, and it's a very complicated arena that is hard, you know. Um, I think you just have to do what be- what's best for you and how, how you feel best. Um, but yeah, so Bambi was born out of me completely changing my diet because before that I had no motivation there was no there would have been no business idea it is mad how food can actually make you like I'd be up every day filming a load of shy basically hi this is Craig Robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA the future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, oh, here's me doing my hair today. It was all, you know, really, I think back then I was calling salicylic acid, salic acid. And, you know, <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm a YouTuber now, guys, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I was so energized because I was, I wasn't eating sugar. I was eating like salmon and eggs and porridge and all the stuff that now my taste buds are just like, nah, like, <laughs> like I had cake for breakfast yesterday. This is where, this is where we're at right now. <laughs> so yeah yeah it, it, it definitely can um affect your mindset and especially in, in terms of starting your own business 
I think I'm struggling at the moment with kind of being creative and and dealing with disordered eating as well so I think people a lot of people don't really know that about me Hmm. and that's really honest of you thank you because I feel like you're really trusting me with that information um I've been through that too so I'm gonna go down this road if you don't mind in that um I trained for a marathon a few years ago and got very confident on social media. I was like, oh, look, I'm fit and I've lost weight. I did Weight Watchers at the same time. Mm. And then I think part of my social media output became about like the camera getting closer and closer and closer and about me being a bit more embarrassed. Because yeah. because it for me, because it's disordered eating and it I feel like it's self-sabotaging what I yeah. what I was doing with food. I yeah. was trying to hide it as much as possible. So if Bambi was born out of that and then things have changed and you, yeah. as you say, you're you want to read the book and yeah. try and make some long term changes. Mm-hmm. Has it been difficult to have that same relationship with the camera and with an audience? Yes. Literally, I mean it's been really hard it's been really hard and I'm a very open book and that's always been kind of my issue and I do have to hold back a little bit because I have to protect myself but um yeah it's been incredibly difficult when you don't feel yourself and you know people are saying oh you're winning at life and you're smashing it and it's just like god if this is smashing it <laughs> it's, 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 it's a sad state of affairs you know obviously I'm very lucky and I've got the dream job that most people you know a lot of people uh would kill to have but you know everyone says it but everyone's got something going on and yeah it's 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 bloody tricky when your whole I mean my whole brand is built on it's not just the way I look at all it's not just about um looks but it's I you know it is getting in front of the camera and I don't even feel, yeah, myself even on like a really basic level, just sort of doing stories and things like that. It always feels a bit like I'm kind of get, trying to get the right angle or, you know what I mean? You, mm. must, you must understand that. And it's, yeah, it's it's tricky, but I feel like I'm just keeping my head above water. Oh, honey. Like a therapy session. No, I and I, like, all I want to say to you is I am always here because I know it and I feel it so so much and it can be really difficult so I like like I said I really appreciate you sharing that because I think a lot of people I think I was I was really really inspired by your video and your vulnerability and your honesty and how measured you were with the way you were describing it it's not like you know I feel like it's kind of this um social media is very much right okay how to lose you know 10 stone in 10 days or whatever or you know, um, love yourself, you know, eat the cake, la la la. And it's like, well, I feel like it's like, you can kind of do, do what's what's right for you and what makes you feel good. And I, I love the way you put it. It was just like, this is what I was feeling and this is how I dealt with it. And it's not like trying to say everyone needs to follow it, mm. but it, it yeah, it was really inspiring. Thank you. And I think a lot of people did respond to that video saying things that are very similar to what you've said in that and it is a horrible complicated place to be trapped in and I definitely felt trapped did you yeah Mm. when you said in fact one of the things you said to me was like not to me sorry in the video god it really got me you were like uh I felt like I was living half a life and I was like oh god you know that's I you know I get given so many opportunities and so many and I'm probably, I'm obviously, I'm hoping it will continue. And I, at the moment, I'm just feeling like, oh, I can't, I don't know if I can do that. And what if the, the, you know, I look bad and it's all worrying about the way I will look. And that's on me. It's not about what other people will think. It's just, I'm not yeah. happy with it. Um, yeah. And, it, and it, it does stifle you big time. I did a, a campaign for a beauty brand and my only stipulation was, please don't shoot. I don't want to be shot from the neck down. And yeah, I remember you saying that on the thing. I just, oh, that's it. And um, when I got there, the stylist couldn't dress me because I'd said, I've got a big chest. This is for my breast reduction. Mm. And there were no bras and I was just put in an oversized sweater. So obviously they did shoot me from the waist up. And I just, like, it's never seen the light of day on my channel, put it that way. 
Oh, bless you. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, imagine get, it's getting to the point where I'm get, you're getting these big gigs and things that you would rather be shouting about. Yeah. I got a, a Vader campaign and I was just like, oh, I just hated the way I looked in it. And Vader have been like my biggest, I've loved Vader for so long and I should have been celebrating that and throwing it everywhere. But um, yeah, I didn't feel like myself, so I hid it away. And yeah, it's not it's not a nice place to be. And I bet a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of people can can relate to that subject. Mm. But I guess because we're hashtag influencers, uh, we're seeing our face plastered over things. And uh, a lot of the time you don't have control over what image they use or what angle they use. Like <laughs> I did the shoot with Cosmo. Some of them were sick. They were so good. They were like, oh, I need that photo. But some of them were like, if you put that on Cosmo, I will literally move to Yemen because I am not dealing with this, you know? It was, it was one of my scenarios. And the photographer's like, oh, but you, you look lovely. It's, it's lovely. And it's like, no, no, please, God, no. It was a photo shoot at Estee Lauder Companies for the podcast I did with Elizabeth Hurley. Somebody, I was having my picture taken with Elizabeth and somebody put their literally stood in the doorway with the camera phone, took a picture of us all from um, the side, and put it on social media. And that was the picture that led to the tears that led to me reading the book Brain Over Binge. Well, this is the thing. It's like sometimes it's 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 not good, but it's kind of like no one else is going to see what you see, and you it's just your perception and your your confidence. But yeah, sometimes it's good to sort of see yourself on camera as well because a lot of the times you kind of, you know, in the mirror, you kind of, you know, avoid yourself. I don't know if you feel the same, but you would avoid yourself in the mirror when you're getting in the shower or Mm -hmm. getting checked. It's just avoid, avoid, avoid. And then when you see something, it is, it's a shock. And I'm really pleased that it's led you to where you are because you, you feel so much better. It hasn't happened for me yet, but, um, I will read the book. I, as a final note on this, I interviewed Gillian uh, Michaels yesterday and we talked about finding your why, like what is your, what, what is your reason? Why do you want to get healthy? What do you want to, why do you want to get fit? Why do you want to lose weight? If that's what you want to lose. And I think that's, that can sometimes be the most difficult thing, but I think you just put, I think you just nailed it when you said only you will see what you will see. Like no one else is going to see you in the way that you see yourself. So you yeah. have to do it for you. Yeah. That's all. It's all about how you feel. Of course you look different. And you know, the thing is who really gives a shit? No one gives a shit. If you're a nice person, you're a nice person and you'll, you'll, you'll bring good karma and all that. It's like, it is what it is. But in terms of, it is like a kind of a domino effect. The better you feel, the more creative you'll be, the more successful you'll be, the more, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it does work like that. And it all starts with the way you feel. Um, and I just like to emphasize that because I don't want, I wouldn't want anyone to interpret like you have to lose weight to, to be successful. That's just not the case. It's just, if you don't feel yourself, then that's, that's an issue for you. Yeah. And you're absolutely right to clarify that. And I would say, whilst I may have made different choices and overcome self-sabotaging behavior, I feel like the byproduct of that is that by overcoming an unhealthy relationship with food or by tackling that, I have lost weight. Yeah, exactly. But that's not why I feel great. I feel great because I'm no longer self-sabotaging. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you don't think about food 24-7. It's not always like, oh, when's my, what am I going to have next? It's not a constant. You have your brain. <laughs> your brain has time to think about other things like what am I going to do next? What am I going to create next? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. Well, you say that, but because I spoke to Gillian yesterday, she kept talking about turkey sandwiches. Such an American thing. So actually, before I called you, I was Googling like the ultimate turkey sandwich because I have every intention after this. And for dinner tonight, I'm going to make myself like a pimp daddy American turkey sandwich. Oh, well, that's the thing. It's like (laughs) food, food. You still have to eat. It's like you can't not enjoy it. It's just um, about, you know, not distracting yourself, like you said. I've got a Real Housewives reunion to catch up on. I'll enjoy it with a turkey sandwich. It's just great. I mean, yeah, that's living. That's <laughs> <in> my books. <laughs> is that part of? Is that any part of your feel-good habits? Is television or entertainment involved in, in um, them anyway? Yeah, I love trash TV. Like I love. I just love shit programs. Like because 
they just they make you laugh and they make you feel like you're not you're not in your own little world for a bit um it's funny my one of my good friends uh, was talking voice noting me and she was i said i i was talking about how much i love shark movies at the moment i've got a very strange penchant for shark movies and mm. i don't come from and she's like you're such a conundrum because you you know you like you live at home with your mom and you like to be safe you're always in your dressing gown and you know it's all very safe you don't drink but then occasionally you'll you know seek the thrill of someone being devoured by a shark and yeah that that's that's how I get my thrills <laughs> but that's it for me okay now I'm thinking off the top of my head I can think of five shark movies not including the franchise of the obvious one. So which are your favourite shark movies? I love um, 47 Metres Down. I mm. think that was the one that got me into it. What about you? Oh, always with Jaws. Always. Jaws? Jaws. Jaws so dull. I was just waiting for the punchline. Didn't get me. <laughs> Didn't get me. No, and I understand that. I do understand that because the film is, what, 40-something years old now. Yeah, I think that might be what it is. Maybe I'm too millennial. But, but also, I would. I. It's a morality tale. It's not. It's not about the shark. Yeah. See, I need the. I need the quick. I need all the adrenaline. Right. <laughs> but I do not get the adrenaline from the fact that you don't see the shark for such a long time, like this looming threat in the water that can just extinguish yeah, you. Uh, yeah. But also no. Mean, but also very much no. <laughs> so what about the Meg? Surely you, that must have been a right a thrill ride for you. Which one's the Meg? The one about the Megalodon with Jason Statham. I haven't seen that one. Oh my goodness! I would not be angry with you if you hung up on me. <laughs> what is this? What is this? How have I not seen this? So you know what a Megalodon is. No, I don't. Okay, so a megalodon is a prehistoric shark, sort of in the same vein as a great white, but probably four to six times as big. Oh, right. And I do believe that it's on, like, it's available to rent. Or right. even for, on oh, some... I've rented many a shite movie. <laughs> I've spent so much money. I was watching Final Destination 3 and 5 the other day. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just, um, I don't know. You it's like a... a movie with Jeopardy? Yes, yes. I like it from the comfort of my own home in a warm duvet with my hair in a bun. And I love it. I love to see it. Okay. I like this. (laughs) Any others that you've watched during lockdown or in recent months that you just think, actually, that made me feel I I enjoyed the thrill of that terror? I think. Um, You know what? I love a shit scary film. My favourite one is Signs. Have you seen Signs? Is that Mel Gibson and Joaquin? Yes. Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. I, I, would, I, I can't do horror movies because my body doesn't understand the difference. My body produces the same hormones. That you're in danger. Yeah, <laughs> and it takes a while to come down afterwards, so I just have to watch yeah, nice watch things. I have family guy afterwards. <laughs> yeah, science is... Um... Science is like, it's all about the music. It's that, it's, there's something about the music. It's like a really shit naff film, but I, it just scares me to death. I've seen it hundreds of times. Okay. I can't believe I'm asking myself here. I went to see Blair Witch, the Blair Witch Project, in um, the cinema when it came out, and that, that was kind of a turning point of, I never want to put myself through anything like that again. Yeah, I couldn't do it in the cinema. That, that's too much for my senses. And then I drove because I was in America at the time I drove back and actually was staying on a farm oh god so yeah I just did not sleep that night no you're asking for it there yeah um where are we up to in the habits my friend um I've got a few other kind of little more sound bitey ones oh nice um I like this this is like a considered feature is it? Yeah. It's like well. the concepts, the real yeah. things, and then some yeah. sound bites. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know what I've been doing recently? I've been, I've never been a perfume girl up until probably being a blogger. You know when you go around your friend's house and they'd have like a plethora of perfume bottles and their vanity? I'd be like, why do you need so many at the same time? Now I'm like, I missed myself with my Jo Malone every morning and I do it as well especially I'll top up just before I'm going on stories which is bizarre because no one can smell me but it's it's definitely a feel-good ritual even if you're not leaving the house I think for me it just it makes me feel more me and I think there's definitely some psychology behind that definitely are there any particular fragrances that you're drawn to 
Um, the Joe Malone, it's the U. Is it the Uja scent? It's a new one. Is that the Ab- Cologne? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely divine. Um, what else? I love Aqua de Palma. Um, Chanel, obviously, although my mum steals most of that. <laughs> um, yeah, Joe Malone, to be honest. I'm quite, I'm quite picky with them, but yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I like this one. What else do I have? Fake tanning. Again, that's one of the things to me that's like the last thing on earth you want to do is bare your naked butt and rub that tan into your palm cheek. It's the last thing you want to do at 10.24 at night. But once you've done it and you wake up the next day, it's like I feel more me when I'm tanned. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like doing one, it's one of those sort of rituals where uh, it's kind of like for my future self, my future bronze self. Yeah. For tomorrow, Emma, I call it. And, um, I, I have a, I always do it the night before I change my bed sheets. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I do it so often cause I'm just so pale and I don't like being pale. I'm using the Amanda Harrington at the moment and it's just so good. Same. I, oh my god l it just and it's so easy and i love isle of paradise too and i love james reed but there is something about the brushes and actually sculpting and buffing it in it's so velvety the color as well it's like the most really is it calls itself natural olive it is literally natural olive do you wear natural olive yes i thought you would have been a natural rose yeah, see, that's what they prescribed me. But I was like, no, 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 sister. <laughs> the big guns. I am not going for your natural... Ri- I've already got pink undertones. I'm always looking flushed. I don't need no more pink. See, there you can see. I don't know if you can see where I have a proper fake tan fail at the moment. Yeah, we've all got it. We've all got it. Um, in my armpit, ladies and gentlemen listening. Um, I think that's a really beautiful tanning collection. And actually, it doesn't stink. And no, it doesn't. And it doesn't, I mean, obviously it transfers because it's got a guide colour, but there are other tans that really transfer. But I, I have yes. white bed linen and it's yeah. not carnage the next morning. No, it's not. Yeah, I agree. It's one of the tamer ones. Um, and it just feels good to apply. It's something that is very velvety. Mm. It's, and it says it's very hydrating and it does feel like more of the, one of the more hydrating ones I've used. I agree. I agree. And I guess are we going to close off on more beauty? More beauty, okay, what do we have, what do we have? Eyebrow gel, serums. Right. A ritual, very mundane, but they are something that I, you know when you do something so many times, you it becomes a sort of habit, I don't know how many times it is, mm-hmm. uh, but that's one of those things I had to get myself doing. I have it in my little um, candle, very, uh, very <laughs> basic, you know, sort of candle by my bedside. And um, I would kind of force myself to do it. I use the Rapid Brow um, Eyebrow Enhancer. And it's just one of those things, it's like, oh, I can't be bothered. But now I literally pick, I don't think. I just just sit and do it. And it's like, you must, it must be a psychological thing. The amount of times you do something, it becomes like a subconscious. Um, Yeah, so just doing little things like that. um, Again, that will benefit my brows for the future. Is um, it's like <laughs> that's the idea, yeah. Doing something that I don't really want to do, but will be good for me. You do have a signature brow. Yes, I do have a strong two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yes, I like this. These have been really excellent habits, all very considered, and all very. Yeah, I felt a bit like, oh, am I a bit of a fraud coming on here because I do have a lot of down days, and a lot of the times. I do stuff that's not, that doesn't make me feel good. But I think that's better to be honest and open about that. And you said as well, you've sort of very recently started to open up about it. Do you mind me asking, and this is on Babby Does Beauty Listeners, do you mind me asking, has that actually been helpful in your own recovery or in your own journey with it to actually share the experience? Um, yes, but I would say I've been very, very subtle with sharing. I mean, I've not been going on and saying, I've had cake for breakfast today. You know, I should have had porridge. (laughs) I'm not, you know, I'm not there. And you know what, I don't think I ever want to be there. Because I feel like that's an open wound. And I don't I don't want to um, 
you know advertise that on the internet that's just not you know I'm very business minded and I want to you know it to stay about beauty and of course about me but you know there are some things that I want to keep a little bit but I think yeah I think I think one of my things is that people do appreciate my honesty like I um I had conjunctivitis the other day my eyes were literally so red I looked like Uncle Fester. <laughs> about three jobs I had to film in one day, and I was just telling my agent, I was like, literally sending her photos, like, I can't do this. And I thought, I'm going to put this on Instagram, and it's not, it's not the sympathy vote. It's not. I, you know what? So many people messaged me, and I felt so bad. I was like, oh, I, I wasn't doing this for like, are you okay and feel better? It's, it's more just like, here it is, you know, because it. I enjoy. I enjoy. Um, the feedback I get when people say I I I relate to that that, mm. that makes me feel good. I like being relatable. I I tend to approach things, and it sounds like you do the same thing. I only started talking about all of the things that I have spoken about once I felt like I was either on the other side of them or had. Yeah the ability yeah. to be able to speak about them in a way that would be helpful to somebody going through the same thing. Yeah. You're not right in the midst of it. I agree. I think, you know, once I read that book and maybe I start changing my habits, I think at that point, yeah, I would I would I would love to be more open about it there, but like when you're right at the crux of it, you just need to focus and and yeah, it can be quite very very vulnerable to mm. sort of open that up which is why I appreciated your video but like you said it was kind of at the after point which was I'm sure a lot and also I wouldn't have done it if I felt like I was at risk of doing what I've done before which is going Reverse. back yeah re- not relapsing I guess but yeah I guess it is relapsing in many ways yeah and I think it happens for a lot of people like you know most people who I mean I have continually lost weight gained it lost weight gained it um yeah my lowest I was seven stone I was I was really skinny um and I've always been skinny since I was a child but you know I think yeah it's 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 a tough one it's a tough one I I be updated on my journey yeah and I yeah send you so much love and again I say it but again but I really do appreciate your honesty because it is it can be very exposing and you can feel very vulnerable when you talk about things like this but you've done it so well so thank you so much for those habits they are so brilliant and and actually it's been so lovely to get to know you on the podcast because we've only caught snippets of time with each other before yeah so so I have no doubt that you will be back for a longer conversation maybe even in person oh amazing that'd be good wouldn't it Mm, maybe really (laughs) nice um listeners I will put the links to Bambi Does Beauty L everything that we've talked about um the Meg, <laughs> the perfumes, oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and the book, obviously, in the show notes. But Elle, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Honestly, thank you so much for having me. Loved every minute. <laughs>